0: All this nonsense, all this spin. They can't handle the truth.
1: War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon today, War Room Battleground. And um at some point that music will stop, but it's kind of nice music. There we go. Yeah. All right, we're good. Uh look, um, this uh this show's a different cat from from the the other War Room show for good reason. What I love about this show is its granularity. Um the, the the mission the mission right now uh of everyone who's considered to be themselves a Trump deplorable as I am, uh a war room uh action 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 oriented person um we have we have one mission uh for 2022 and that is to take back the house of representatives from um, the democrats and do it in the name of maga do it in the name of trump republicanism not rhino republicanism and at the same time we're pursuing that mission uh we also must must win races across this great country, um, key races in secretaries of state, which are basically the election officials in states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, uh, which who were responsible for uh, the steal of the 2020 election. We had Soros-backed people in Michigan and Pennsylvania in particular, and they did incredible damage to this republic uh, by facilitating illegal ballots, uh, contaminating uh, the ballot box. So there's that. And then there's also issues like school boards, um, boards of supervisors. I mean, these school boards right now, every parent in America who... Is concerned about preparing their children for a highly competitive world, wants their schools to focus on reading, writing, arithmetic, calculus, physics, uh, STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. Um, And just as the U.S. military is Is focused now not on military preparedness and developing the next generations of defense weapons to fight off things like hypersonic vehicles from the friggin' Chinese and Russians. Um, Our school boards are focused not on teaching our children well and preparing them well for what we face, uh, but instead um, have been. Just engulfed by this woke Democrat progressive party, which teaches everything but what our children need in order to be prepared for a competitive world in a very, very tough global economic environment. And what this show does is provide the opportunity to give you windows into these state and local races um, so that you understand boots on the ground, what's going on. And sometimes you'll find a race that you might want to contribute to or give to or be interested in. And what's beautiful about Steve Bannon in the War Room is that he sees the big picture, but he does it in a way it's like a pointillism painting, right? It's like there's all these little dots out there School boards, uh, congressional districts, secretaries of state, races, down ballot races. Um, but when you when you put it all together, it becomes a pattern of power and who has it. And right now, um, we are relatively powerless to defend ourselves against the policies of a president and a Congress. And some state legislatures and governors who are doing everything in their power. And a lot of times they don't even understand it um, to destroy our economy, uh, to erode the fabric of our society and our culture and our American ideals and tread the Constitution in the process. I, you know, well, this war room is broadcast deep in the swamp. I point this direction, and I could literally throw a baseball and hit the Supreme Court. Wouldn't do that. Don't come arrest me. Been arrested once in leg hours. That's that's once is enough. But my point is that we're here in the swamp, and we see this bad decisions get made every day. I mean, look, it's like Congress spends virtually all of its time now on everything but solving the problems that you out there, in deplorable land, care about. Your major concern right now is the price uh of gasoline and the price of food and whether you're gonna have a job at a decent wage tomorrow when you go in and and, and 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 do your punch card or however it is you check in for your work. And there's serious issues afoot. So that that's the big preamble and and true to that spirit in the first half hour of the show today we thank frank speech uh for 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 hosting this among others um that um we're going to talk to um a series of candidates uh for various offices so um <laughs> if if i'm correct the first person we want to go to um is a, a gentleman Named Anthony Sabatini, I believe it's the 34th district in the great state of Florida. I want to welcome Anthony to the War Room, and um, I want to just talk. Um, start out, Anthony, um, if you can, um, describe your district where it is in Florida. I'm an old Floridian, so you can be as as specific as you can. Tell us um, when the primary is, when absentee ballots starting who your opponents are, and why you the guy?
1: Hey, well, Dr. Navarro, thanks for having me on. It's great to be back on. I think I did 20, 20 appearances in the last year. It's been great keeping everybody in the war room posse up to date on what's happening in Florida. I'm currently in the Florida State House, which has been the honor of a lifetime, been there fighting with DeSantis against the radical left for the last four years. But now I'm running for an open federal congressional seat. It's actually one of the seats that emerged when, Steve and the war room posse started beating the drum and making sure that we put pressure on the state legislature to pass a strong constitutional map that was going to provide good wins for constitutional conservatives. So a new Republican seat emerged, and that's what I'm running in. It's District 7. It's the area between Orlando and Daytona Beach. It's a strong conservative area. So the real battle is actually the primary. It's me, the America first populist choice who believes in constitutional liberty, who's been fighting alongside Governor DeSantis for the last four years and following in Trump's footsteps, trying to make the country great again uh, against some swamp creatures, you know, those affiliated with the old Bush wing of the Republican Party, which wants to roll back the gains and the posture and the issues that animate the Republican Party today. And so that's really the the race in a nutshell is Republican primary between the New America First movement and the old Bush wing.
2: And when uh, when's the primary? When's the absentee ballot uh, start?
1: So in Florida, we have very late primaries. It's August twenty third, but the absentee ballot voting, which we call mail uh vote by mail voting, uh, started three days ago. So Saturday, uh, folks are uh, mailing okay. their ballots in. We've been working the phones on that, and then early voting will start uh, August thirteenth.
2: Open primary uh, where the Dems can vote in your primary, or is this a closed primary where only re- registered Republicans vote?
1: Thank goodness it is a true uh, closed Republican primary. No NPAs, no non-party affiliates, no Democrats.
2: Yeah, good. That's good. And um, the, the metrics uh, usually in, in these uh, races are uh, how much money have you raised relative to your rivals? And uh, what's the latest poll say?
1: Well, the latest poll has me up plus seven. So I'm number one in the race, which is great. That came out literally today, Rasmussen. Um, And we've raised $1.1 million. And every last penny of it from grassroots patriots across the state and across the country who appreciated the fight that I put up during COVID against tyrannical local governments and against uh, woke uh, institutions that are trying to push wokeism in our schools, et cetera. Disney was a big fight. Uh, that gained me a lot of support in this race. People know who the real fighter is.
2: Are you seeing uh, any uh, any of the dark money, the the rhino money, uh, going into
1: your rivals? Yes, yeah, so a ble- very slowly. It, it started to come in slowly. I have one uh, opponent uh, who's uh, very, very strongly affiliated with Dan Crenshaw, endorsed by Dan Crenshaw, and so that dark money's coming in. It's, I think it's going to come in a flood. In the next few uh, weeks, but in the beginning, it's just sort of been trickling in. The good news is, though, a lot of his money's been grifted away by the grifters that animate uh, that wing (laughs) of the Republican Party. Yeah, it's mostly gone. (laughs) And then, uh, I guess,
2: I guess, um, um, is um, is Desantis uh, or Donald Trump? um, Are they both staying on the sidelines in this race?
1: Right now, they're on the sidelines. It's a very good chance DeSantis stays out. He's actually never endorsed in a a normal uh, congressional primary. Uh, But I definitely am hoping for and somewhat expect the Trump endorsement. I've met with him several times. I've been the strongest pro-Trump MAGA fighter in the state legislature uh, for the last four years. So I'm expecting uh, something positive to happen in that realm.
2: Uh all right we uh Anthony we we wish you the best um if um, you're watching the war room from Anthony's district absentee ballots have begun um you know what to do um, it's so critical uh that we get uh, pro Trump folks back i am assuming you uh you're solid on the uh the the pro Trump MAGA agenda the way i describe it is secure southern borders a uh, fair, not free trade, including uh, tough tariffs on China um, and an end to endless wars. Uh, are we on the same page there, Anthony?
1: One hundred uh, percent. Got to save the American industry and bring it back. And we need to close the border and we need to be doing deportations. Those are the, That's the heart of the movement. And, and anybody that differs from us on that is not, not MAGA whatsoever.
2: Let me ask you the, the last question. is going to be the tough one. Uh, I don't mean to leave it to the end, but um, if you get elected, are you going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker?
1: No, never, never. In fact, I'm the only candidate in the race that's pledged not to vote for Kevin McCarthy under any circumstances. He's a weak leader. Uh, right. He can't be trusted. And we think we need to be looking at somebody more like an Andy Biggs, somebody filling with the Freedom Caucus who has the command of the issues, but also the courage that's needed. And that's totally absent in the old guard. Uh, That courage is necessary to bring the Republican Party to a great period. And uh, I'm sorry, but McCarthy don't have it.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, Folks in the the war room know uh, my views as well as Steve's views on Kevin McCarthy. He is part of the rhino wing of the Republican Party, along with Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And um if we take back the House and Senate in twenty twenty two for the Republican Party and those two are the leaders, uh we will not have fulfilled the mission. So let's uh let's get Anthony Sabatini um in there and um thank you uh for your time, sir. I'll let you uh get out there and shake some hands and uh knock on some doors. Good luck hey, to Peter, you. Peter,
1: you're a hero. Good to meet you, good to talk with you again. Take no, care. All right, my
2: brother. You take care, man.
1: All right. Um again
2: what I love about this show is is we go right to the grassroots. Um let's move now to the great state of Missouri. And um Kyle, my buddy, I see it's Kyle, right? Kyle LeBrew, yep. yes. Kyle like, LeBreu. Uh, like a, a, a um, all right. Say it again so everybody knows who you are. Kyle lebru LeBrew. All right, my brother. So um, tell us now um, about the 4th District of Missouri. Where is it in the state? Um, Do you have a a Republican-only primary? How many opponents do you have? How much money have you raised, and who's endorsed you? You can run through that checklist.
3: So uh, the the 4th District is massive. It runs... All the way up, just below Kansas City, and all the way down, just above uh, Springfield, Missouri, and all the way over to the Kansas border. Uh, the the uh, absentee ballot has already started to they've already started to go out, and our uh, primary is August second. So, uh, if anybody's watching this, please consider voting for me. I am the only candidate in the race that is an American businessman. I built my business from the ground up. I build houses. I started that in 2008, so I certainly know what it means like to what it's like to reinvent yourself and and to work through trials and issues. Um, I have raised uh, very little funds because I'm I'm funding this myself. Actually, I don't want to owe anybody. I don't want to be part of the swamp. I just want to be uh, somebody that can say no and needs to be said no, and say yes when it should when it's best for America. And uh, what I'm seeing as I'm out here, we're knocking about 1,200 doors a day is what we're hitting. We're doing it the old old school grassroots way, uh, looking at people's eyeballs, let them know what we're about. And what people are telling me is that they're tired of the same as, as usual. Everybody stalemate and get nothing done. And um, I'm the type of guy that, that picks up an issue and gets it done one at a time. And that's that's what I'll be doing.
2: Have you um, ever been uh, in electoral politics before? I mean, what motivated you to run for office? Because it's it's, it's not, um, uh, it's a labor of love. I, you know, I've done it myself. Um, you put a lot, a lot on the line, a lot of your times, you and your case, your own money. Um, I did that myself. Uh, if you had talked to me before your race, I would have told you never to do that. Go out and raise money. Uh, but it's too late now. Um, but what, 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 what got you going on this, Kyle?
3: Well, I look at the world today and I just, I see people making awful decisions for my children every single day. And I'm tired of standing by waiting for someone to do what's right. And I just decided to get involved. And you're absolutely 100% right. You don't have any idea how much it takes to be able to get your mind on a race like this until you get in it. And you start to appreciate uh, the people that are there trying to fight for what's right because you realize that it is a sacrifice. And I'm, you know, I'm sacrificing family time, I'm, I'm sacrificing money, and I'm sacrificing uh, some of the other opportunities that are around me because I believe that America is the greatest country in the world, and I'm just tired of watching uh, one bad decision after the other. I mean, you look at even the the uh, ads for today. They're telling they're telling people just to suck it up that it'll get better on this on this gas prices thing. Well, you know, we got single moms, we got dads that are just being pressed down farther and farther, trying to get to work. And uh, you know, we got farmers that are trying to, to stay afloat in this economy that we have. And it seems like our president is so far disconnected that he doesn't even realize um, what the American people need. And then then you see people that are in Congress just going, oh, it's not that bad because they're all millionaires. You know, they're, they're not the people that are in the grassroots here in Missouri just trying to get by. You know, they don't really understand what the average American is dealing with. And I guess that's what I want to bring uh, to Congress is I want to bring the voice of the people and get rid of all this uh, is there political. A... Go ahead.
2: Is there an incumbent in this race? Is there an incumbent in this oh, race?
3: No incumbents, but it's a, it's a full primary. There's there's a there's there's quite a few people it's running. It's an it open at... seat. Yes, yes. And it what's
2: is. the um, as as they say in the trade? Is it is it plus seven Democrat plus seven Republican plus two? What is it considered oh, to be? Is this a contestable? See,
3: this is this is Trump country. So uh, I think it's an R twenty five. Okay. They all R twenty five.
2: So whoever wins the primary, it's it's done, right? So, so how many um, candidates do you have uh, that you're uh, tilting against here?
3: Well, there's five serious candidates, and I'd say that there's a couple. There's a couple more that I don't really know what they're doing. A couple of them don't even have a website. So, um, but. Is it is it
2: a winner take all primary or is it the a runoff uh, with the top two to get fifty percent?
3: It's a winner take all, and so I'm running not against. So So that
2: gives you a chance. Uh, That gives you a chance. You could win this with twenty percent of the vote.
3: That's correct. Yeah, I. I, uh, That is correct. And anybody in America that's willing to work has a chance, and I'll outwork anybody. I promise you that.
2: Is um is President Trump uh, endorsed anybody in the race?
3: He hasn't endorsed anybody in the race, and it's looking like he's probably not going to just because it's you know it's uh, not at one of the the more.
2: It's a toss up.
3: Yeah, toss up di- districts, but it's it. Whoever wins the the primaries is, is going to is going to win, and uh, they're going to be the representative of the fourth district. And so, I'm excited to bring uh who I am as a business owner and as a father to, to Congress to try to represent these people. You know, I, I think it's. It,
2: has, uh, has Kevin McCarthy uh, reached out to you or has he endorsed anybody in this race? Is he funneling money in? Cause you know, that's what he does. He tries to, he tries to buy, buy votes so that he stays in power. What's, what's the status of Kevin these days?
3: He's not reaching out to me, but he, I'm sure he's involved. There are some, some rhinos in this area. And uh, as you can tell by our legislator yeah. vote times. Um, and, I, you know, there's just, there's rhino money here trying to press hard on, on that Senate position and other things. And uh, for me, I'm just, I'm just sick and tired of, of people not getting things done. You know, Missouri is the show-me state, so we're ready for people to actually do something. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we can get it done one voice and one vote at a time. If you, uh, All right,
2: sir, you seem like a, a good man and a capable man. Uh, let people know how they can help with your campaign, and then, uh, uh we're going to bid you farewell here and good luck.
3: That's kylelebrew.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Gitter, <laughs> and as of recent, I'm even on TikTok. So, check me out, uh, and we'll get some things done. I appreciate you guys, and uh, appreciate everything you and Steve right. do for.
2: All right, brother. Good luck to you out there uh, in the trenches. Uh, look, um, a man like that, America should be proud of. Uh, he's putting it on the line in the name of democracy, and uh, we need more folks like that um, rather than less. Um, All right. Um as I promised, <clears throat> we're going to continue around this great country. <clears throat> Next, um, we're going to Arizona. And who are we
1: seeing?
2: Rock. Okay. Um all right, so we got a few minutes left. We're going to try to get uh, uh our Arizona candidate back. In the meantime, let me just um try to put uh put this uh in perspective here. And let me let me, <laughs> let me brazenly uh do a pitch for my uh Taking Back Trump's America book here. And the reason why I bring it up um is because this book is a blueprint and uh, a battle cry, essentially, uh, for taking back Trump's America in, in two stages, really. Um, stage one has to be, it absolutely has to be, uh, removing Nancy Pelosi from the House of Representatives uh, as Speaker of the House. Um, as, I, as I talk about in the Taking Back Trump's America book, um the ascendance of Pelosi in twenty eighteen was um a contributing factor to Donald Trump's loss in twenty twenty. Um the whole theme of the taking back Trump's America book on Amazon, by the way, um is a takeoff on Ronald Reagan's personnel as policy phrasing. Uh, where um, I take a more granular view of bad personnel um, is bad policy, is bad politics. And um, the problem we had, I tell the story in Taking Back Trump's America, about how um, in the White House, decisions were made to focus more on the Senate rather than the House in the 2018 races. And despite my warnings and warnings of others like Steve, we let that house slip away. And the ensuing chaos uh, and attacks from the likes of Pelosi, Schiff, Raskin, and others took their toll on Donald Trump um, in the 2020 election. Um, all right. We have um, our next guest back. Uh, Matt, We uh, excuse me, Cameron, who do we have? Yes. Here? Here Sherry Spire. I'm so delighted. Sherry, to welcome you to the War Room. Uh, You are from the great state of Arizona, I believe, and tell us uh, what you're running for and why.
4: Sure. I'm running for superintendent of public instruction. In most states, it's actually an appointed position, but here in Arizona, it is elected, which is probably a good thing. Uh, We need to make sure that we have the will of the people, uh, in every key position. And this is the person who is the chief education officer in the state. So um, that's what I'm running for, to bring some sense into the Department of Education. We have a very progressive liberal superintendent right now that we must take out of office comes November.
2: we only got a minute. I apologize that, but we had some technical difficulties. What's the worst thing that the, the person is doing right now in that position? And how would you stop it?
4: You know, she's obsessed with uh, LGBTQ and gender ideology. So the sexualizing and the grooming of our children is real. I can't explain and convey how bad it is actually in all uh, in all levels. I mean, from kindergarten on, they are talking to our children about things that they should not be talking to them about. And uh, here you're showing one of those uh, pages that we just posted. This is in a human geography AP class in Vale, Arizona. And I don't know what this has to do with geography. I understand the cultural uh, shifts and movements uh, of humans around the, the universe and Earth. But they're talking about LGBTQ agenda in every in, in every textbook, in every assignment, it seems yeah. like in everything. And it's a problem.
2: Look, um, I we we appreciate uh, people stepping up and speaking their minds and running for office. So we wish you uh, well. Sorry we didn't have more time. Quickly, how can people get a hold of you on social media or a website?
4: Sure. My website is SapirAZ.com, S-A-P-I-R-A-Z.com, and on Twitter, at Sherry Sapir, S-H-I-R-Y, S-A-P-I-R. All
2: right. Good luck to you, madam, and uh, <laughs> we'll be talking in the future. Take care. Okay.
0: Peter
2: K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon, um, and um, I want to uh, I want to bring on uh, one of the favorite guys I like to talk to, um, one of the most astute guys, and he's always perfect for the battleground show because what we're about here is granularity. And one of the things that have been that's been weighing on my mind since the the Georgia and we'll call it what it is fiasco, where where we lost Jody Heiss, in the secretary of state race, that would have been a good replacement. So they were stuck with Raffensperger there. Um, And, you know, Vernon Jones got his head handed to him there. And, um, you know, it's like, there's something about Georgia where this rhino wing of the Republican party, they're deep pocketed. They seem to have good ground game. They, they kind of know how to like, like, hit above their weight when it comes to battling Trump. And I'm worried, deeply worried, that something like that might be going on in Arizona as I'm watching uh, uh, Carrie Lake struggle against the the billionaire money of of Robeson fighting against her. Uh, I I'm, I'm know that they're going to go after Fincham every way, which lose his Secretary of State race. And of course, there's the Blake Masters race. So uh, let's bring in Richard now. I, I just, I, I love the color of your t-shirt, Richard. I think I might get one of those myself. Um, nice. And uh, <laughs> and so if you could, why don't we, um, why don't we start with Arizona and there's some other issues yeah. I want to do, but, but t- tell me um, boots on the ground. How do you, how do do you see a, any kind of a repeat of Georgia fiasco in Arizona in your polling and and have I read that wrong? Well, tell me what,
5: you, what you're thinking, what you're seeing. Yeah, we we actually did stay in the field for another day, Peter, to make sure uh, we didn't miss anything with Mike Pence and Doug Ducey. Um, but the fact is, Carrie Lake, we just and people can go check it out on uh, creative destruction media dot com or just cdm dot press. The poll was just released there. Uh, the Senate's coming out. The Secretary of State. It'll be out within minutes. Um, Kerry Lake is doing something that David Perdue just never could do, and Jody Heist never could do, uh, which is dominate. And it, we're, we are not talking about two totally different electorates. One is really heav- heavily Hispanic. Even in a Republican primary, there's going to be a good chunk of Hispanic voters. Uh, and and the former president is popular in the state of Arizona. So the, I would be. I think it's fair to say the endorsement in Arizona carries more weight than it does in some of these Southern uppity old school rhinos with the word, uh, you know, Republican states. Yeah. I mean, Carrie Lake's got a big lead here, 43 to 29. How, how and big? It started
2: 46, 43 49. to 29. Robeson is the, yeah. uh, Robeson's the 29. Hey, is. is this a, is she this is. a closed primary Republicans only? Is it, can the Democrats come in and, and make mischief.
5: No, yeah, you can I mean there is a little bit of mischief making, you can do that uh but the fact is it's it's not significant. You know what is the percentage of voters who are to typically call themselves independents who uh, intend to vote on the Republican side versus the Democratic side. So looking at it right now, independent and third-party voters, we asked in which part, primary do you intend to participate? 62% yeah. almost, 61.6% of these voters said, I'm voting in the Republican primary. And they're going for Lake and Masters, by the way. They're going for Lake, Lake. and Masters.
2: All right, so here's yeah. an, uh, here's a question. Well, We'll get to Masters. Um, what percentage of the voters, I'm sure you must have asked this, um, already know that that Lake has the Trump endorsement, and and that's influencing their decision.
5: That you know that's a good question because in Georgia, sixty percent of voters told us in the state of Georgia that they didn't they couldn't accurately tell us who uh, the president endorsed. Which was, to me, uh, crazy. Uh, this is not the case here. About 25% don't know about the Trump endorsement. Totally different ballgame. game. So uh, it, it is, there's without a doubt, Peter, it's helping. And honestly, before, if we, I don't want to leave Arizona too soon, but without saying this, it's a state that really underscores how important, illustrates how important this fight for the party is. Um, if you look at, and Donald Trump did so much better than Mc, McSally uh, among these groups of voters that are the future of the country, not just the state of Arizona. So all of if I, I tweeted before, folks, look at the crosstabs, look at age, look at race, and look at generation, because we asked, by are you first, second, third generation? What state were you born in? The people who are making up the surge in the population in this country like America first. They don't like Republican establishment candidates. So this is why Donald Trump outperformed And, and this includes...
2: Yeah, and this includes Hispanics more and more. Oh, right? This is that up.
5: part of the equation? Kerry Kerry Lake is thrashing Robeson with Hispanics. Blake Masters has about a 15 point lead. These guys, yeah, I was on with Charlie Kirk before and I was trying to explain the demographic. And he said they're the Joe yeah. Rogan voters. Yeah. They're just Hispanic. Hispanic Joe Rogan voters. Yeah, working working, you know, folks, family folks. Uh, definitely the the Hispanic vote is going to play a huge role going forward. And that's why Arizona is not going to turn into Georgia because Georgia's 30% plus sometimes, uh, African-American and there's a lot of yuppie whites, Peter, you know, there's no better. Remember we called them yuppies in yeah, the eighties yeah. and nineties, right? Yeah. That's who they yeah, are. The overly yeah. educated, yeah. you know, um, that's not the case outside yeah. of Phoenix in Arizona, you know?
2: So, so i i was concerned that it, 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 it was a horrible tragedy i mean um uh trump's um ex wife uh, ivana d- d- died and that that um yeah. made made the trip that trump was going to take on behalf of of lake and 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 masters to arizona that got cancelled and i was told that the yeah, the the absentee ballots were already rolling in um so I guess what you're saying is now that you've been in the field, um, she's okay without that. And and Masters if, is, is also... Let's turn to Masters. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. Oh uh, Well, I was just going to say, uh, uh, Carrie, you know, the situation with Carrie Lake's race is that it isn't as crowded and there's a lot less undecideds now. Governor races tend to decide a little bit quicker uh, than some of these Senate, like really hype Senate battles. Uh, but we did ask about... Likelihood to vote, but also have you voted already? Do you plan to vote before election day or are you going to vote on election day? Uh, Robeson leads by a poultry one point among those are already voted 42.5 to 41.9. Kerry Lake leads with the voters who haven't voted yet, but intend to vote early before election day, 41.7 to 25.8. And then on election day, it's just a bloodbath. 46.7 46.7 right. to 20.5. But Arizona's heavily mail-in, so it's very key to both um, Lake and Masters that they're winning that vote of people who uh, intend to cast their ballots before Election Day. Which how, uh, how do you, how I mean, I you just don't know where that, Robeson's going to find the vote.
2: How, how do you explain the, the, the dead heat uh, for that first tranche you described between Robeson and Lake?
5: You know, I think Didn't you, 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 you kind of said... You, I think you kind of said it uh, before. They they have a ground game in some of these states. They really know how to use it. A lot of people yeah. underestimated. Okay. Uh, you know so some of these them. like camps. Yeah. They bank them. They bank them. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that yeah. I I and I have noticed the president has t- you know tweeted in truth several times. Go out and vote. Get those early ballots in. Uh, And then also, I think it's a kind of voter, you know, the more skeptical voter doesn't want to hand their ballot in right away. We did hear about a couple of problems, by the way. People who wanted to go uh, vote in person said taking off the the uh, permanent mailing ballot list. And then yet we're still receiving ballots uh, that they didn't expect to receive. If that happens to you and you plan to vote in person, take the ballot they mailed to you uh with you when you go to vote in person. Make sure you bring it with you. Don't fill it out. Just bring it with you. Yeah. All right. Um because yeah, it's did a you, you know uh, what Joe Peter.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you ask the question uh um uh, did you do any matchups of uh Katie Hobbs on the Democratic side, the, the disasters the Secretary of State who who basically uh she's, stole the election from Trump. Did you did you uh Matt do a matchup with Lake versus Robeson
5: we did. We did. Uh you know it's not it's not out there yet but I will just tell you this. Uh you know we're going to drop a bomb on people if uh, Breaking can, news here. Can, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lake is ahead of Hobbs. It's a small lead but it's a lead. She's winning independence. She yeah. doesn't have bleeding in the crossover yeah. uh and Masters is not that far behind Kelly at all. It's very doable. And the reason why is because Masters wins a voter, so does Lake, by the way. And and as um you know somebody like Masters, I think a lot of these Hispanic voters they like the rough and tumble, they like that. So uh you know Donald Trump performs so much better among these voters. McSally with Masters, that's he doesn't have that problem. So uh, Kelly so is, is not, it, not is not going to split in, these voters.
2: In your world, is Arizona a purple state now? I mean, if you're telling me that. That both the governor and the senate races are are dead heats effectively or within reach of the republicans um that doesn't sound like a red state to me how how do you square that circle
5: i you know i think over time we may see it swing back republican but the fact is i i wouldn't call it a red state and this is somebody who calls florida a red state florida's It's done. Um, Democrats just hang it up there. I mean, fundraising against Ron DeSantis should be considered fraud. Uh, You're just taking people's money. Uh, But that took time. And in Arizona, we, we, we saw some stuff exactly it's basically on par with what we saw in florida some of these white educated voters went to the democratic side and republicans took all of the new arrivals and newly naturalized first generation hispanic workers which is what i've told people you know that, that they they i hear a lot about well voters from california and voters from the northeast the truth is peter we've pulled this if they're first generation arizona uh, or floridian they came from those blue areas and did not bring their politics with them, or at least they didn't bring their state politics. They're leaving there because yeah. they can't stand those states anymore. So, you know, Ted Cruz held on in Texas because of that voter. Um, and the same thing, by the way, is was is going eventually, I believe, to be true in Arizona. So while Republicans will lose some of those Phoenix area educated whites, Um, again, there's so much in this poll. If you look by generation, the story jumps right out at you. It jumps right out at you. And we saw the same thing with Donald Trump as well. We did, which is why he did better than all those uh, polls suggested.
2: Talk to me down ballot now, the the Mark Fincham Secretary of State race. He's got a number of people he's running against. He's the Republican. He's on the war room all the time. He's the guy who's been best on the uh, the election integrity issue uh, on our side of the fence, um, where does he stand? And on the Dem side, uh, do they have a um, uh, somebody who's got a lot of name ID running with a lot of money, or is that kind of a cipher race?
5: We didn't. Yeah, we didn't pull the Secretary of State on the uh, Democratic side, but we did. We did do the Democratic primary with Hobbs, which was interesting. Uh, very weak, you know, in the fifties. Um, and with, uh, one of the, one of the gentlemen, uh, who Aaron Lieberman, he, uh, was running to be the first, uh, Jewish governor of Arizona. He withdrew, but his name will still be on the ballot. He still takes a chunk from Hobbs. Um, and then Marco's still taking about 15%. So there's a huge number of undecideds on the democratic side that are unhappy with their choices this year. They don't like their, they, they like Kelly better, but they don't like the statewide, uh, candidates that are running. So that it shows you how it, Hobbs it, is overstated. She's overrated badly.
2: Is is that a uh, winner take all racers? Will there be yeah. a runoff in it's the primaries? Um, okay, okay.
5: Yes, yeah, and, and, and there's. Fincham, in, in Huge number of undecided. Yeah, go ahead, finish that time. talking about 51% okay. are, are still undecided in the Secretary of State's race, but Fincham does have a lead. He has about an eight-point lead. Or nine, excuse me, nine. He's got a nine-point lead, but, nine uh, you know, you're talking about the 50%. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I think, think the 50% huge, undecided no. is like 50% don't know who the hell's running and probably won't, won't vote in the uh, down ballot, right? I mean, that. I don't know what the drop off is from governor and senator, but I suspect that there's a lot of people who don't vote for secretary of state. A little bit, a little Would bit of an be... undervote
5: coming there folks. Yeah. Yeah. little, little uh, bit of an And undervote. also too, All right. it could be huge if that rally com- uh, does happen because, you know, you're going to have apparently dueling rallies with Mike Pence wants to go out there and make trouble. Um, you know, if the president does eventually go out there and gives shout outs then those high turnout people, they're going to hear that, Peter. They're going yeah. to. I don't. I honestly, I was as I'm polling and looking at these numbers. I don't know why <sighs> yeah. the former vice president stepped up to embarrass himself here. I don't know why they did this. They have to have the numbers we, we're seeing. Um, you know to 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 in, in, You know to get involved now with Robeson. They they're basically trying to Mastriano Lake. Um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. She's I'm, right, I'm telling course. you,
2: it's the Georgia. This is what I was worried about. It, it's the Georgia formula, and I think they could they could pull it off. But but I I hope uh, Georgia is sui generis that it's just it, that it's just weird uh, compared to yeah, some I of think these it's other be areas. An um, yeah. All right. So we got we got about uh, six minutes left here. Um, what I'd like to do now is have you. Uh, uh, take your best shots of, of what you're seeing, what's the latest breaking news, um, and and uh, also maybe comment on the ongoing uh, soap opera on Capitol Hill, is whether that's eroding uh, Trump at all.
5: You know, I, I, I really don't. I don't think it's touching him at all. I, I mean, people have to understand, uh, you know, a year ago, two years ago, let's say, I would have been that guy, and I was all through 2020, who simply said, look, the way that demographics are in this country now, Republicans are not going to be able to win the popular vote. So, you know, get ready to lean on the Electoral College. And that's what it was put in place for, by the way. Um, but the fact is that the way that you know the census is coming out, it's going to back up what I'm saying. It did. The difference here is that that the the former president is winning voters that Republicans didn't even have on the radar and he's changing the equation. Yeah. So I'm stunned when yeah. I poll and he has these national leads folks that is not supposed to happen for a Republican candidate anymore. And you know, it, the truth is I think sometimes we forget how uh, the incredible feat that he pulled off winning Michigan winning Pennsylvania, winning Wisconsin, blowing out Ohio and Iowa. That just never happens for Republican candidates. It, it, it just never so we don't happens. bury
2: an important Yeah, just so we don't bury an important point here. What you're saying is that generally Those people don't care uh, about Republicans when when Republicans win the White House generally in the electoral college by just the way that goes, but they often lose a national vote. What you're saying is Trump's winning the national vote as well.
5: Yeah, absolutely. He would uh, he would carry yeah. the popular vote at this point, which to me, I would have told you 2 2 years ago was impossible. You know, Bush v was Gore impossible. wasn't a fluke. Yeah. It yeah. it wasn't a fluke. It was yeah. part of a trend. Bush got lucky in 04 and carried the popular vote a little bit, but that we were facing this disadvantage. This built-in disadvantage, but yeah. that change in the Hispanic vote Peter is completely upending the equation it's it's you know and nobody would have believed that demographics is destiny remember the blue emerging wall the emerging blue majority sorry um that was supposed to be forever folks forever now
2: let me put you let me uh let me put you on the spot here um how many seats are the republicans gonna win net do you think in november if any just in case you're, you're you're pessimistic in the 60 in the Senate is, at it, this is point? it a Gingrich thing uh no in the house uh, in the house is it oh. um is it the 60 Gingrich Obama kind of kind of carnage is it the hundred seat Bannon uh, flood um is it is it 30 because of roe v Wade uh what 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 do you what's your hand what, how are you handicapping this um at this point in time?
5: Yep. Historically, Republicans have a cap of about 200, a little under 250, which is really, I mean, if you do the math, it's 247, 247 uh, seats. Now with redistricting, you could push that cap a little bit to so like 248 to 49, maybe 250, but you would have to be running a good race. And that's the problem, Peter, that every time they look like they're going to bust that cap, they do something like sneaking amnesty. In. They they do something, yeah. you know they're dumb. Yeah. These are incredibly stupid people. Yeah. Pass a gun bill. I mean, what, people. By the way, when I said that amnesty that the, that visa program was coming, people thought I was like being a little hysterical. And I just know you know from hearing these guys and, and girls all these years, you know it when you hear the whisper that they're about to do it. Gonna, they really are that dumb. Uh So you know they did. Uh, it's just incredible. This is why I tell at this point, you know, I, I'm I'm not. Bearish. I think that it's a foregone conclusion that Republicans are going to take the House. I just think that all of the historical indicators suggest a complete route, something on, you know, on the level um, of historic, but that they're not playing for that right now. And I would I would argue and I've been saying this you know, if the former president doesn't tend to run again, you should seriously consider waiting until after the midterm, because they're going to blame him, Peter, if he announces a run in 2024 and they inevitably ah, put up mediocre point. numbers, they're going to scapegoat in. I've good already point. heard yep, several of them yep, talk yep, yep. about that.
2: Genius. Genius. You heard that from Richard Barris. That Trump Trump is the calls. smartest thing I've heard in a month. Yep. Smartest thing I've heard in a month. Hey, Richard, um, I think I really thanks uh for for spending a time again in the war room. It's always a a pleasure. Um, I'm glad um, my timing was good on my Arizona question because uh Perfect. you have the receipts we probably broke a little news here. We kind of led with those results. Uh, tell people now we got the uh, twenty seconds tell them how they can get to you and and get to your stuff
5: Oh well, f- go check out the cross tabs at cdm dot press. You'll see all the polls up there. follow me on social at people's pundit. And people's com. All, right. all
2: right, my brother. Take care, man. Love that shirt.
5: All the, all all the
2: right. best. Peter K. Your- Navarro. Hey. <laughs> my brother. Peter K. Navarro in for brother Stephen K. Bannon. Our prayers are with him. And uh, we are in the war room. We'll see you tomorrow.